It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at StDDNFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, it's, I'm on my own. So I do have a guest coming in later um, because we like to read articles here at UK Packers, as you all do, as we all do here on this side of the pond. And this one was a, was a nice one. It was a doozy. And I kind of summed up uh, this person's career. Uh, so instead of just reading the article and talking about it the same as like Rob Domofsky and Larry McCarron and Aaron Nagler, uh, we've been getting on some some media heavyweights. So uh, we have a good guy, uh, a good friend of the podcast, a good friend of us. He's followed us now for a couple of years. We've followed him and we read his stuff a lot. So he's going to come in and he's actually just going to talk about the article we read rather than us talking about it. Now, usually I leave the housekeeping until the end, but I'm going to move this to the start um, because I haven't been doing much housekeeping. The house is dirty over the last while now two two things to bring up one 1919 shop uh, and we do 1919 club we've been doing that now for a good while uh, it's basically a raz it's a raffle it gives you the opportunity to get signed packers merch for a very small price we do multiple prizes uh, not to be bested so uh, you know we do some quality first item and then we usually do signed picks for the second items or draws usually come in anywhere between three uh, to about seven we have some big ticket items which we're going to do soon that will probably have to be more expensive because of the amount of cash that we spent to buy it to do it um, and more importantly is that for people who don't like to leave their merch room up to chance uh, we've ordered uh, a bunch of items in an awful lot pre-order so those items for anybody who's ordered from the 1919 shop as it is from the request list your stuff shall be in uk packers hq tomorrow so the posties took the time off god bless them um, so all of that stuff will be delivered tomorrow and we'll be shipping that out ASAP, ASAP Rocky. So we have other items that we're going to just put in and stock in the shop. So if you want to get your mitts on some quality signed merch, and I'm not going to, I was going to sort of run down through the quality items and just the fantastic prices that we're going to sell them for you because we're a fan club. We like to serve the fans. We like to give you the cheapest items that we can uh, to allow people over here to access that signed merch without spending ridiculous prices online and to bring that to you and use the economies of scale that we have to make sure that everybody gets a quality item to start their man cave. So keep your eyes peeled on ukpackers.co.uk forward slash shop tomorrow for those items that will be going up. So hopefully we'll get pictures and get them up tomorrow. So that's exciting stuff. And off the back of this, uh, we hope to stock even more items so that instead of you spending loads of dosh, you get them cheap. Anyway, I've lashed on for too long on that kind of lark. So keep your eyes peeled. UK Packers are caught at UK. Hit the site tomorrow. Anybody who's ordered, your pieces are going to be in the mail very, very soon. You will be hearing from us. Now, on top of that, uh, our tour. So we've got a lot of requests now coming in. We see the fellas trying to build up those brownie points from, you know, the winter into the start of the new year to book that trip with us to go over to Green Bay. Now, we've been going over to Green Bay now for the last three years. We've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of contacts, a lot of player contacts, agent contacts, contacts within the Packers, uh, to, you know, to get tours and stuff cheap, to organize player meets and all the rest. Now, our trip this year is going to be different. Every year we put out our trip to tender. So we put it out to people uh, to, you know, tell us what's the best price that they can give us. And we always go with the cheapest person who's going to give us the best price. Um you know there's certain vendors out there that are relatively new and we have been getting messages in by people telling us 
go with this crowd because they're better. Uh, believe us, we do all we can to try to get the, the cheapest trip for everybody. We certainly don't make it expensive because it doesn't make any sense because we have to pay for the trip to go over as well. So um, there were certain things going on in the background that's, you know, certain companies didn't have certain connections at certain times and all the rest. And the level playing field has started to appear now with that type of stuff. So we should have better options now with multiple companies. So we're getting quotes and prices off multiple people to give you the best. So we want to do things and we always want to do it um, bigger and better every year. And we listen to the feedback of people. And our main uh, thing that we want to aim for this year is going to be the price point. So we believe that as a group now, the size that we are and the connections that we have is that we can offer some things and some experiences on our own that we don't necessarily need a company um, to give us. And in that regard, that will drive down the price. Our number one focus this year is on the price point. Now, there's a few considerations that we have. Number one, uh, we have so many people coming to us and saying that they want to do their first trip to Green Bay, to the Mecca. They've never done it before. They've been a fan for decades, and this is the first time that they're going to go over. So certainly, we'd like to be able to go back to Lambeau Field. Um, some considerations that you have to take into account for that, anybody looking to come over with us is, is that when you go to Lambeau Field, there's limited places to stay. Uh, all the tickets are sold out, so when you get them off people, depending on the game, they can jack up the prices up or down. Uh, they're not as freely available so all of that considered sometimes the cost can be prohibitive now we like to do a different experience every year you know we went over for a throwback weekend before then we picked the season opener against the seahawks which was very pricey um around that time of year so we have to take all of that into account now that was in september we went last year that didn't suit everybody because you know there was the school were just opening up and people were pledging to bring their kids to school which is obviously the best thing to do but to be around for your family i have two kids i appreciate that type of stuff completely get it another thing that we have to bear in mind is um is the international series games they're in october so you know you've you've people who buy season tickets religiously over here you have the seahawks raiders game on the 14th of october a game the next weekend and a game the next weekend so, you know, we all have to be savvy enough to realize that if a quality game comes up in um, October, it's probably not wisest to go for that game because an awful lot of people are going to be at the games in Wembley. So that leaves September or November or later. So it's going to be snow games. And as romantic and sexy as that sounds, sometimes it could be just downright miserable. Now, yes, eventually I would like to witness a game at Lambo, but it all depends on how the schedule falls. The schedule's out the 19th of April. So from that point on, we're going to be working fervently behind the scenes here uh, to try lock down some games that we think would be of value. And that might mean that we pick an away game, which is the first time that we're going to do it. So if you look at the Packers opponents, obviously you have the divisional games uh, home and away. And some of the away games are just super sexy games, right? So we have the Rams, which is going to be in LA. Uh, we have the Patriots, which will be an absolutely class game. And then we have the Jets game in New York. Now, the Jets game and the game in New England might let... We've had preliminary talks and they might lend themselves to being the cheapest games. And as well as that, we're going to do a bare bones tour and we're going to add stuff on where we see fit uh, for hopefully for free. Um, 
and in that way you can book a bare skeleton tour and then we can add on the stuff after which means that you know you're getting the best bang for your book and then the tour operator then can load on some extras so they can say oh you're going to new york would you like to go to the eiffel the eiffel geez would you like to go to the eiffel tower from new york that'd be a fantastic idea would you like to go to the empire state building uh the statue of liberty all that kind of lark definitely not the eiffel tower that's you know that's taking the mickey um wrong country so we're going to add all that stuff on after and that's something that i personally like to do i'd like to be able to go over and hit the sites in new york maybe go for an extra couple of days uh get some nice cheap hotel and then get the train or whatever uh, in and see that jets game that'd be class i'd like to go to new england as well uh, and see them take on the patriots that'd be an absolutely fantastic game and also uh you know to go to that la game would be pretty cool now at home we have Miami um, and we have the Falcons the Niners the Cardinals just looking at some of those games I mean even the divisional games would be class so who knows who knows what we're going to do but we're certainly going to have a couple of options but this is where you have your say and your sway so if you want us to look into a certain option for you just email info at ukpackers.co.uk hit us up on Facebook at ukpackers send us a selfie on Instagram if you want with like a little caption no don't do that um, you can contact us any which way and on Twitter is where we're usually very active and, and the same on Facebook and we've got a closed group you can get into and have some banter with some fellow fans in there as well. Let us know which game that you'd like to go to, what your price point is. Now, bear in mind, past trips, the price that you see is not the price that people paid. First off, there's a 10% discount for booking with UK Packers. There was a further 5% discount for booking online. And then the top line price of a single room. We've never had anybody go and stay in a single room on their own. We always paired people. And that's where, you know, we do it till we're blue in the face behind the scenes where we'll have WhatsApp groups, Facebook groups, email groups, any type of group that you want to get into. And we try to get everybody together that's going on the trip. And if you're going over solo, which happens... We have more people coming over solo than we do in groups. So if you're thinking about it and you're going on your own and you don't feel comfortable with that, uh, don't worry about it because we will go and start up these groups and you will know everybody well before you go. So if you're sharing a room with Tommy McGee, you'll know Tommy, you'll be talking to Tommy. Uh, we'll organize with the two years that just can swap numbers. You can be texting. Some people have met up before. Some you meet in the airport before. You will know Tommy McGee before you go. Hashtag tommy mcgee you're gonna know all these people before you go over so don't worry about being shy uh famously some of the people that have went over like charlotte uh, met people for the first time in green bay so that's no problem we're very accessible now um you know there's there's plenty of media content out there you see all of our faces splashed all over our social media we have a membership scheme where you can get your merch and all the rest of it um you know we're highly trusted and we won't let you down if your dream is to go and see a packers game be it at home or abroad We'll hook you up. Don't worry about it. And you'll get that discount. If you don't come over on the annual trip, you can still use the tour company with the code that we'll release closer to the time. Something like UK Packers 18 or something. Imagine, very imaginative. And you can get those discounts even if you don't come on the group trip. So if you and the missus or you and the mates want to go, you're not brave enough to come with the group, which I strongly recommend that you do because that's the best experience that you can get. Uh, we'll put you in contact with the tour operator that gives us the best price and best uh, quality. And you can go over, get the discounts and not have to talk to strangers if that's you're so inclined. Right. So anyway, enough of my voice uh, talking at you. Um, 
I read this brilliant article and what sort of piqued my interest, uh, we read this guy's stuff anyway online. Cheesehead TV is a great source, but we read this guy's content because it's quality content, it's well-researched, it's well-written. And more so than anything, this originated, this particular article that we're going to talk about in this particular guy was started by a Twitter beef. Now, here at UK Packers, that fool goes straight into Clown of the Week for us. But Zach was more constructive and decided to approach it with an 18, or what's it, 800 word article, I believe. It's Zachary Jacobson. He writes for Cheesehead TV. It's quality stuff. And we have Zach on the line to talk about it. Zach, buddy, how are you doing today? Hey, man. Thank you for having me on. How's it going? Not too bad. Look, is that accurate? Did you write this Jeff Janis piece from a bit of Twitter beef where you wore on Twitter like Tupac and Biggie and you decided to whip out the pen? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I look at it, I look at it as my own, my own little diss track. <laughs> That's what it is. Most That's educated is. diss track ever. Oh, let me get out my biro. But come here, the, the piece is brilliant and it breaks it down uh, very well about Jeff Janis. But can you enlighten us on what the tweet was that sort of sparked you to write this piece in the first place? Yeah, the tweet, uh, it was, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, it was one of the infamous Janice truthers on Twitter, you know, that have just been so, you know, renowned by, by the Packer, by Packer Nation. Um, yeah. The tweet said, well, it implied that Janice was set up to fail, um, mm. which didn't really make sense to me because Janice wasn't set up to fail. He had more than enough opportunities to, to thrive as a receiver in the Packers offense. He had more than enough snaps, more than enough game time. He, you know, he had his fair share of chances you know just cast that time off to the side yeah but the Packers knew where his talent lied and that was on special teams that was blatantly obvious I mean they work with this guy every day in practice you know they know what he's about we're just you know we're on the outside looking in so that was why I kind of kind of like broke down a little bit in my article you know just stemming from that tweet saying he was set up to fail which didn't make sense to me yeah and it's a great article because you go into his stats and you know you do highlight that nfc championship game which i think is where all of that sort of cult love came from uh for for jeff janice you say in your article seven passes 145 yards two touchdowns but as you highlight you know there's a 60 yard completion on the fourth and 20 and the 41 uh yarder with the hail mary in that game in particular do you think he got those receptions zach out of sheer desperation do you think it was a trust issue with aaron Rodgers, and that's why he never went to this guy I mean, you, you look at it prior to that last drive, he had, what, five catches, 44 yards, you know, mm. and the one touchdown. So I think it was kind of more out of desperation because I said in the article, too, you know, if it wasn't for the injuries to the starters ahead of Janice, you know, he wouldn't have even been on the field in that game against the Cardinals. He wouldn't even be getting snaps. He wouldn't have a chance to catch that Hail Mary. So really just what stemmed from that game, the, the folk hero that is Jeff Janis was just, <laughs> I think it stemmed from complete just desperation. You know, he, he shouldn't have been in that situation. A seventh round pick shouldn't be starting in an NFC divisional playoff game in, in those circumstances, you know, on a fourth and 20 down by a touchdown with what was it like 20 seconds left, something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, it shouldn't be in that situation. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you read the comments underneath your articles. There was a ton under this article. It seemed to really sort of, as you said, the the Jeff Janis truthers come out and then the people are like, look, let's get this into perspective here. So people keep kept bringing up Donald Driver. I don't think that's the benchmark we should be going by with Jeff Janis, right? No, not at all. Uh, Driver, I think he, he kind of branched into his own player. I mean, you had, at the time... Antonio Freeman, you know, he was nearing the tail end of his career. So the kind, the door kind of was open for driver and he made the most of his opportunities. Jeff Janis, he didn't make the most of his opportunities. I remember once one play specifically against the Colts in 2016, Rogers threw a deep ball down the left sideline and 
hit Janice in stride and it hit him in the face mask, <laughs> bounced off, like bounced off his helmet. And yeah. that's, that, that's what I mean. You know, he didn't make the most of his opportunities. And I, I know I'm like totally bashing Janice like incessantly, but I mean, he and his wife did a lot of charity work in Green Bay. I'm sure he's a great dude and I really hope he kills it in Cleveland. But the whole mantra that he was this dynamic receiver that the Packers just kept off the field because, well, they didn't trust him or, or something like that. You know, that, that just needs to stop, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I think it's an, it's an, it'd be an interesting talking point, I guess, if we didn't have such depth at wide receiver and we're one of those teams that were kind of desperate, would Jeff Janis have branched into some sort of a serviceable player? But there's a couple of things that I kind of want to raise because your article's great because you include that uh, scouting report uh, where you say that it says on his scouting report he's not a nuanced route runner, which we see continue throughout his whole playing career. That's something that he seemed to really struggle with. He doesn't attack mm-hmm. the ball in the air. He gives up some break points. Um, we'll look for a soft spot, which I think is very important, that point there, because uh, there was an article, there was a comment underneath your article that said he had the same measurables as Julio Jones, which I kind of spat out me tea over here in Ireland <laughs> when I was reading those. I was like, mm, yeah, it might have the same measurables, but it doesn't kind of stack up. But is that not the important point? Is that Janice might have had the measurables and he might have seen seemed dominant, but it says in his scouting report he didn't play to his size, which means that he didn't go into contact, I guess, and get those yards after the catch, yards after contact. Right, right. And the fact that he went for that soft spot. So in your mind, Zach, if we didn't have Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and then Devontae Adams, even when he had his kind of down year, which you also cite in your article, was there any space for Jeff Janis, or was he always just going to be a low-potential special teams player until his contract ran out and then he got shipped off? Well... Really, I think after four seasons in Green Bay, I think they kind of know what, what he is by now. And I think they kind of got the idea that they knew what he was going to be. I mean, they drafted him in the seventh round. And surprisingly enough, on that scouting report, he was projected in the third or fourth round, which I don't remember. I don't recall that like you know, yeah. in, in real time. I don't remember that actually happening. But he was projected in you know the mid-rounds. So to be drafted in the seventh round and to turn into the special teams ace that he was, I think the Packers got just tremendous value for that pick. Now, as a receiver, I mean, sure, the measurables can stack up all they want, compare them to Julio Jones all they want, but, you know, you got to be able to translate those measurables onto the field, and I think that really just goes back to the opportunities Janice got and the opportunities that he didn't cash in on. Yeah, and look, it's a great piece. It breaks it down. You give his stats, and again, a comment under the article again, not that you can read too much into certain things, but... They, you know, one comment sort of says, oh, yeah, that's it. Sure, another player goes and you're bashing him again. But, I mean, it, that's unfair because it's a big piece but a great read. And you break down kind of who he Thank was, you. what his stats were, and it's very well written. Uh, what's your focus um, now, Zach, for, for your next couple of pieces on the website? And what are some of the pieces that you've done recently that you might want to highlight to people who are listening to the podcast that you might think they might enjoy reading? Well, first of all, I want to I thank you for, you know, kind of commending the piece and you know really just calling me that means a lot you know um really uh lately there hasn't been much to kind of you know going on in the world of the packers right now i mean i wrote last week uh about mike mccarthy you know wanted the defense to have a better kind of defensive mindset than the offense and that kind of stemmed back to what he said in january about the defense needing to be better than the offense so he's kind of i think that's a theme that mccarthy's sticking with throughout the course of the offseason that like you know he knows the defense has been bad and he like he said, you know, he's tired of them being what was it, the little the little stepbrother or whatever it was, the little <laughs> yeah, stepchild. Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember the quote exactly, but um, he, you know, that's a big point that McCarthy's making this offseason, and that was made blatant by bringing in Mike Pettin and finally replacing Dom Capers. So I wrote that uh, 
last week. I wrote about Jordy Nelson, you know, being able to play another two to three years in the league. Uh, Mike McCarthy thinks that. Um, so really, you know, it's been a slow, slow newsreel the last uh, few days, especially with the Easter weekend. But, you know, if you can always just head over to Cheesehead TV. We got a lot of a lot of talented writers over there and I can easily just direct you to, you know, my colleagues work. They they work really hard over there. Yeah, and we had Aaron Nagler on the last podcast, and you know this is one of the guys who started off Cheesehead TV. So if you want to know mm-hmm. the caliber that people get in, uh, that's the thing. But look, I I don't want it to look like I'm being a fanboy of yours right now, Zach. I've got two kids. Okay, I'm gonna put mm-hmm. that out there, and I'm just gonna say at the same time, you're a handsome man. But that causes some issues in the Jacobson household. Uh, look, I'm an Irishman. I can't let you go without taking the piss a little bit here, right? So uh, one of the main talking points, aside from the Jeff Janis beef is that your girlfriend is known uh, because we all follow each other um, in Pack Nation and mm-hmm. the, correct me if I'm wrong, Lillian? Yes. Is that correct? Lillian, right? Yes, L- Lillian, it, she's a fervent fan and she's a fan of your work but she's also not a fan of all the women that contact you. Zach, I just, it's like she's going to scratch people's eyes out online that come near you. I just want to know a couple of things, right? Number one, how do you get time to do anything with all of the female fan mail coming your way, including my own fan mail that I send you under a different alias? Okay, that's question number one. <laughs> question number two is, okay. is how much of this is, because don't get me wrong, Zach, I do it too, right? I'd, I'd say to John when I come in, I'd be like, does this girl, I went to McDonald's, this girl was looking at me, she wrote her number down in the cup. Didn't happen, Zach, not, not a bit. Does it happen as often as you say it is, or is this some type of Scrubs-like episode, Zach, where you throw in a few extra compliments there just to beef up the thing and to keep things fresh? This is the breaking news story on this podcast. Well, here you have it. <laughs> <laughs> She she th- seems to think that I have the attention of every single female in the world, which is the totally complete opposite of the truth. I'm not <laughs> trust me, I'm not anything special. I'm just, I'm just the guy who writes about the Packers. Like that's trust me, you don't want me. So you don't get cheesehead knickers delivered in the post because that that's what it sounds like online, Zach. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a humble guy. <laughs> so. Is that what it is? So as you can yeah. see, Zach's lips are sealed. I'm going to scour the comments on your next articles just to see how many kisses people are leaving uh, because certainly <laughs> she seems to think, like my girlfriend seems to think that every girl wants us when really, Zach, we don't let them know the truth because if they did, our trade value ourselves would go down. In fact, we'd be seventh rounders like Jeff Janis and traded off to the Browns as well. And <laughs> exactly. And we don't want we don't want to play for Cleveland. No. That's the last thing we want to do. No. Nobody wants to do that. No, hell no. This is our secret, right? This is our secret, Zach. It's only going out to a couple Got of thousand it. people. But listen, it's between yourself, myself, and a couple of thousand people. But uh, no, look, <laughs> it's great to get you on, Zach. Uh, thanks very much for your time. Excellent article. Anybody wants to read Zach's stuff, um, just head over to Cheesehead TV. And where can we find you on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and all the rest of that, Zach? Oof. Uh, well, my Twitter is um, uh, Zach A. Jacobson, that's Z-A-C-H-A-J-A-C-O-B-S-O-N, and my Instagram is, uh, <laughs> it, well, it's, it's, it's Wolven, it's W, it's num- <laughs> the, letter, the number zero, L-V-E-N-N, I gotta change that, I've had that since <laughs> high school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you can contact me on any of the social media right there, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me on, Stephen, I really appreciate it. Zach, it's been an absolute pleasure, buddy, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, bud. So, Zachary Jacobson, great guy, uh, good work online. Cheesehead TV, check him out. So, look, I'm not dogging Jeff Janis. I think he was a, a really, really nice guy. We met him when we were in Green Bay. Um, you know, his wife is lovely. They, they had a kid. Um, and as we saw from Aaron Nagler, he said that, you know, the NFL all comes down to relationships, and, and he really was one of the good ones. And we're hoping him and wishing him all the best when he goes to Cleveland. So... 
off he goes to Elliot Wolf, Alonzo Highsmith, uh, Demarius Randall, and now he's gone up there as well. So maybe, who knows? You know, like I'd, I'd sort of hope personally that the the Cleveland Browns use him as a wide receiver and that he realizes these dreams and don't use him just on special teams uh, where he tends to excel. Uh, but certainly not uh, Dog and Jeff Janis. But there's some weird comments. I mean, I, I get Jeff Janis is a nice guy and that he did a lot for the Packers and he was a gunner on special teams and we saw him come out of the backfield with some nice plays. Um, But there's some people just with... Like, there's that one comment where the guy says he has the same measurables as Julio Jones, which, look, he was a seventh rounder first half. If there's, if there's anything that's going to sort of highlight, if someone has the measurables and the tools that certainly I don't have, you don't have, and an awful lot of people in the NFL don't have. And he was a beastly talent. Um, There's a criticism there that Aaron Rodgers didn't trust him. There's the criticism that from people underneath this article that say, and online in general, that Mike McCarthy didn't know how to use him. And then there's the comparisons that Bill Belichick in New England would get a player like Jeff Janis and turn him into a superstar. Um, Who knows? Maybe so. But... The oddest comment I saw was someone quoting his Wonderlick score of 30 out of a possible 50 and saying that he was obviously a very clever guy. Yeah, he was a lovely guy. He was a clever guy. But I mean, I don't know how the Wonderlick really translates in this situation where it's kind of like, you know, do we re-sign him? What did he get on his Wonderlick? I don't think that's ever been raised before. So it just made me delve into what the Wonderlick is and what type of questions that come up on this thing how I like to characterize it um, when asked by people like, you know, what, what's the wonder, like, what does that involve to sort of kind of non-fans? I say it's basically questions that say there's four kittens in a box. How many kittens are in a box? If you know the answer to that question, you are a certified genius. Just hit us up at UK Packers on Twitter. Four kittens in a box, how many kittens are in a box? But some of the real um, questions that I've seen at every website that I tried to go on to get wonderly questions, like, there was about seven ads on the page saying this is an ad. And then click here for Wonderlick questions. And I thought if I click there, I would get an unholy amount of spam, adverts, and God knows what other unsavory stuff into the inbox had I clicked on it. So some of the questions that I found uh, in the the depths of the internet on a site called Wikipedia, um, which we all know and love, is four questions. If a piece of rope costs 20 cents per two feet, how many feet can you buy for $30? Give me a break. Uh, which of the numbers in this group represents the smallest amount? And I see what they tried to do here. 0 0.3, 0 0.08, 1, and 0 0.33. Now, I know the 0 0.088 is higher than the number 3 and the number 1, but the decimal point is the important thing to note in that. Ugh. try keep up with me high speed train travels at 25 feet in one third of a second in four seconds the train look it's just multiplication for god's sake and then all the stuff of can you bring a calculator into the wonderlick test look nobody i doubt anybody in the history of the nfl or any job in general would get hired off the back of a wonderlick test don't worry about it. Definitely not a reason to keep Jeff Janis um, off to the Cleveland Browns. So look, a bit of a short phone podcast. As Zach says himself, there's very little going on in Pack Nation. I'll be hitting you with, and again, I'm working behind the scenes. Again, I'm going back and forward with some agents here. There's one agent, in fact, that the Jerry Maguire movie, Jerry Maguire was based on this agent, and I'm chatting away with him here on email, trying to strong arm him. 
into handing over some of his players for interview so there'll be some other fun stuff coming up and um, some behind the scenes kind of stuff hopefully you have enjoyed the interview so far if you have enjoyed the podcast tell a friend please um and also make sure you leave us a review on itunes or any podcast provider if you search uk packers if you're listening to this on soundcloud right now or on twitter from just hitting that play button head across to itunes or any podcast provider and just type uk packers to find us and if you leave us a review if you like us if you don't just just go away just just go away will you if you do like us well then leave us a review because it helps um other people find us and um, it's greatly appreciated with the work that we put into the podcast but from myself at steedy the nfl give me a follow for the group at uk packers make sure you keep your eyes peeled to the website ukpackers.co.uk for all the 1919 march it's goodbye for now